Good evening. Um, before I crack into this one, uh, and I apologise for my civilian listeners or watchers, I need to uh, address the military and ex-military members are members, military and ex-military listeners, um, British military. So apologies as well to people if you are foreign military, not British. But um, I'm going to talk about briefly, very briefly, regimental associations. Um, most, if not all, regiments have them. Um, they, a lot of them are actually uh, registered as charities. Um, it's not often a prerequisite to join the associations. Um, some units it is, some units it isn't. Um, it wasn't for me when I joined uh, the Paras. Um, I am now a member of the association, but it's always been, and I try, I try and help, uh, I encourage people to join it, but it's always been hard to quantify, well, what's the point of joining it? Um, the associations in the background are a lot of the time the backbone of the charitable support that is provided to a veteran or a service person in need who has maybe gone to SAFA or RBL or Help the Heroes and stuff like that. Um, that support that is asked for from SAFA, for example, is passed up the chain to the regimental association of the soldier or airman or sailor involved. But often people don't know this. So that's one. I think I've mentioned that before. But one has become, which is a new um, a new thing to me, I didn't realise that um, the military records are not automatically handed over to the, the regimental associations of people who leave. So the regimental associations only know about service leavers who are members of that association. Um, recently I had a, a, an ex-colleague and friend who I found out was in the nick. I um, I found up the association just to, to make them aware and say, look, this guy's in the neck. Um, and they could have been able to pounce straight onto it and uh, and engage with him and provide support with him if it wasn't the fact for the fact that he wasn't a member of the association. So because of that, he didn't have all his details, didn't have everything about him when he was in the military, which... Um, stifled them being able to provide immediate support they had it means they had to jump through hoops to get that information from the mod um i was actually able to get the info quicker through the old the old boys friends network you know um but it hampered them and i realized actually flipping heck that's another uh, reason to be part of the association a lot of the times your regimental association it it doesn't cost it'll cost a one-off to join Okay, and like the Power Edge Association, it's something like seven quid. Okay, L- last year I brought it into the real world, the modern age, and you don't have to send off a piece of paper with a passport photo anymore. You can literally go on the Power Edge Association website and just Google Parachute Regiment Association website, and you can do that for any other regiment that you're part of. All right, get on there, you can find the details to maybe just register and become a member of the association. For the for most of them, you pay once, seven quid odd. You remember for life. What that means is if you ever have any issues, you're already on this system. You're already on this system. They can help you out or help your family out. And you may think, yeah, I'm sound as a pound now. I don't need it. But uh, And I'm touching wood, you heaven forbid, it doesn't happen. But you may come across hard times and there may be nothing else. You may need help from the most unlikely of places that, or the most unlikely that seem to you. Um, the association, your regimental association, can be one of those places. It takes two seconds. Get online, Google them, and become a member of the association if you are not already. It is invaluable. I've seen that myself through my own um, requirements over the last few years, should we say, and I've now seen it most recently again with my mate who's in the nick, um, and he could have uh, he could have received very quick 
support help just comms just comms with him you know um i'd he been a, a member of the association uh so uh when i get in to see him i'm gonna give him a kick up the ass uh, get on, become a member of your, of your association from your old unit. It's absolutely well worth it. Even if you don't want to get involved with like networking with the blogs and all the ladies or whatever unit you're part of, get on. You just be just be in the association. Have that option there. Should you ever need it, touch wood, you don't need it. That is all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about that. Done. Um, sponsoring the show today are Westway Nissan. I'm sponsoring every show at the minute, a Westway Nissan. I am extremely grateful. I happen to know the managing director. He is his heart is very, very, very close to the military. Um, his his boy was sadly KIA a few years back. The boy is a, a colleague of mine and a, a, a superb, superb soldier he was too. And his can see where he got it from. His dad is an absolutely fantastic individual. And through Westway Nissan, he supports not only this podcast, he supports a multitude of charitable organisations. He's one of the founders of 353. And through Westway, he is sponsoring his podcast. Through Westway, you can get up to a 20% discount from purchasing vehicles there. New and used Nissans. WestwayNissan.co.uk is the website, if I haven't already told you beforehand. Um, what I didn't realise, though, I haven't said before, is that uh, they actually do lease hire. They do lease hire, personal lease hire, and they do lease hire for businesses, which is absolutely superb. Oftentimes with a business, and we know what, how entrepreneurial people are, you may start up your business, think, I need wheels, and you can't afford to buy the wheels. Westway, for example, with their business lease, you can get a business lease vehicle for as little as 160 quid a month 159 pounds and 48 pence to be precise here's nothing gets you a vehicle gets you up and rolling gets your business on the ground until you decide you want to buy or maybe not i'm part of that 159 pound 48 a month for that business lease vehicle it's all the service and all that thrown in you know so I, i'm glad that i discovered that recently um business and personal lease hire awesome don't forget as well westway that um aside from them be able to provide vehicles in a manner of different ways, commercial and personal, for personal use as well. They are also big believers in trying to employ ex-military personnel. So if you're looking for a job, if you're unsure you want to know what to do, you want to know what options you've got, get onto Westway Nissan, just drop them an email, got onto westwaynissan.co.uk, drop them a message on a contact page, or get on social media, they're all over social media, and ask them, look, I'm ex-military, uh, I'm looking to find a new career, what have you got for me? And they'll let you know. They'll let you know what they got. They'll, and um, they'll, uh, they'll help provide you training. They'll get you into a job. If there's anything available, there often is. And um, you never know what may come of it. Drop them a line. They are, uh, they are a superb company. And they've got branches all over the UK. All over the UK. Westwaynissan.co.uk. Westwaynissan on social media. Also sponsoring us today are Fortune 9 Group. Fortune 9 Group provide health and safety services, medical services, security services, first aid supplies, health and safety consultancy, security management, a plethora of things. I used to say plethora, like a moron. I discovered like two months ago, and I'm 37, I discovered two months ago I was saying it wrong. So uh, Fortune 9 Group provide a plethora of services, mostly in the UK, but they can do it abroad as well. They've done it as far afield as Saudi Arabia. Go to 429.group to find out what they're all about. They are veteran-owned and operated and predominantly try and employ veterans where they can on fantastic tasks across the globe. 429.group. On to the podcast. Good one today. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is with my good friend Andy Votchford. 
without further ado, H plus 22, Andy Rochford. Don't delete this part. We're live, live on YouTube with uh, with someone who I was expecting to turn up in a tighter top. Now this is no. <clears throat> you haven't got an opportunity yet to speak. I need to get a good. I, listen, I've got the other hand. You. It's probably the only time I have the other hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say nothing. Go. I'll let you have it. Go. Mate, Instagram yes. all over there with the muscles. Well, only recently. Only recently. Is this, a, is this a concerted effort to smash social media and get a big following? Yeah, well, I'm going to start this podcast and I'm going to start getting rid of t-shirts and all that kind of stuff. So I want to get my following up there before I, I move in on the studio and start my own podcast. You you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you, mate. Yeah, yeah good, good to see you. See you. A, Very good to see you. Been a while, actually. Yeah, a couple of years. Uh, yeah, I was thinking this earlier. I, I left I left, um, I left. left the pit in um, March 2015. I was not long after you. Uh, I think I was towards the end of the year. I, I turned it off about September, I think, 2015. Yeah, but things have gone different for us since we left. Yeah. Mate, you're back in the army. <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, see, this is the thing I'm I worry about. I'm mate. I think it's awesome. Like, because uh, I, I, I was following you on, um, like, all the guys are out there. Hang on, I'm going to rephrase that. Most of the guys are flipping brilliant. You yeah. Know, flipping brilliant. Just characters, just characters. So I care about, you know, what we're all up to you know I, I Jim Bro on who, who you know you know as well yeah I love Jim Bro and um, I saw you went to the medics I did awesome trade mm -hmm. and uh, I met you in now you're serving back back in yeah I'm back in I'm at my unit now I'm qualified as a class 2 I'm just working towards my class 1 explain that to me right obviously I, I was confused about how it worked because the AMS had changed it was they'd gone down the EMT kind of paramedic route they were trying to get everyone to this defence medic kind of thing so I joined thinking I was going to be an EMT. What changed? Yeah, the the Army Medical Service, they used to be at Keogh, didn't they? The, the Keogh yeah. Barracks. But now it's moved to a place called DMS Whittington. Um, and that's where they do the tri-service medical training. Um, they tried to integrate all three services into this thing called Defence Medic, which is like a, a year-long EMT, like a level four, level five uh, emergency medical technician qualification, which takes it away from what it was before. Is that like, are they like in Civvy Street? Are they like the assistants that go on the ambulances with the paramedics? They can, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, once, once the guys were qualifying, they found that a lot of guys were signing off and then going for the paramedics on their own or doing the paramedics within the army and then leaving. So, um, and it was a very high failure rate because obviously you're trying to fit a, an EMT qual into like 12 months. Um, and the How long should it take? Well, in theory, I mean, you could do it in 12 months, but if you think about any college or university, they'd screen the candidates pretty strictly before they put them on the course. Not like, uh, yeah. not, not like your, uh, was it recruit selection yeah. test? What's your yeah. name? Andy EMT. That's it. That's basically how they recruited for EMT. Can you spell your name? Maybe, right. Maybe be an EMT. So, and then they've gone back to the old, uh, army combat medical technician, uh, REF medic and Navy medical assistant. So we're, we do the same course up until a point. And then we split off and do our like single service specific training yeah. before going off to unit. And that's about seven months long. Like anything, you know, they teach you the basics and then you go to unit and that's where you start to learn your trade. Mm. When you were before, when you first joined up, what year did you first join up? I joined, I actually, I tested in 1999. 
Okay, what do you mean tested? I tested, you know, when you do the... I autumn, tested. Yeah, I, I tested, I, I tested yeah. 1999, and January 2000 is when I I went for my basic training. Uh, I was a few months behind you. May I went for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then... Oh, what was I going to ask you then? Uh, there was a reason I asked when you first joined up. You you went to Remy, right? Yeah, I was a VM, yeah. How come, how come you chose Remy back then? Um... At the time, I originally signed VM on... VM Vehicle Mechanic. Vehicle Mechanic, yeah, because it was A and B, so it was BMEC. Um, originally, I uh, joined at Recruit Selection. I joined the Royal Highland Fusiliers, which is my dad's battalion, obviously the 1st Battalion Royal Highland Fusiliers. And when I was in Recruit Selection, obviously you do maths tests, English tests. My older brother was in the Remy. My dad happened to be a warrant officer at ATR Glencourse. Mm. And suddenly I found myself heading towards the Royal Electrical Mechanical Engineers to get a trade. Mm-hmm. That's how it happened. Basically, mm-hmm. my dad told me to. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, so he didn't say, "Oi, Island Fusilier, Sunny Jim." He told me, "Don't come to unit. Don't come here because it'll be a nightmare for you." As you why know. did he think that? Well, obviously, I mean, you know yourself that how things changed from two thousand to when? Did, when did you get out? Two thousand eleven. Uh, right, I got out two thousand and ten, and then ten years. Things gradually changed. So, if you imagine from my dad's era, you know he's a two double four Reggie number kind of bloke. Uh, from my dad's era, it was, you know, it was kind of cutthroat. Uh, infantry battalions were so close-knit and they kind of st- they stayed together. There was none of this integration and uh, posted in or out, that kind of thing. So for me turning up, obviously, my, I think my dad was recce company. And obviously, you know, the recce blokes are decent blokes. Hmm. For me turning up as a bod, I don't think my dad wanted that kind of pressure for me. And I don't think he wanted that life for me either because it was a lot of Northern Islands at the time. There wasn't much going on operationally. <clears throat> And we, we didn't see when we joined what was going to happen afterwards mm. when it comes to the deployment. So he's like, it's not the life for you. Get a trade. Yeah, I think it was a shite time for the army. A horrible it time. Shit. It was all this conventional warfare training all the time. Poland and Germany and Canada. And, over. and, and no no pr- decent operations. Not one. Just, no, no, no. Not one. No, like, you know, no um, no flipping fighting stuff. I mean, you think, uh, I, <clears throat> and I think this is, you know, when, you, when you're in, in your career, you, and in your unit, and this is where I... I I don't know if you would experience the same thing because with Remy with like a with like a, a um a trade arm mm-hmm. it's sort of you 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 naturally you're posted you're there and you're diff- attached to different units now. I, I correct me wrong, but when I was with three part, then throughout my career there, it was peaks and troughs mm-hmm. of peaks of morale and troughs of not, and depending what was going on. That all, and that was up until 2006, funny enough, yeah. and all that kicked off. Yeah, um, but. What I what I thought about that since, or when I I think it was soon, I thought, well, that period between nineteen eighty two, yeah, yeah, and sort of two thousand and three, yeah, nineteen eighty two and two thousand three for the HM forces, all of them, it must have been sort of same peaks and troughs of just high morale, low morale, um, retention issues and recruitment issues all the way through, depending on what was going on for over the over decades. No one did anything. Really? No one did anything. Small pockets of things going on. What what was the incentive to stay in? Do you know the weird thing is, because I looked into this when I got out, because obviously they ask you when they leave, you go for this whole RCMO thing. You must have done it yourself. Why are you leaving? <clears throat> is there anything we can do to make you stay? Pay a rise, promote me up to you. Yeah, that'd be great. Nope. Okay, I'm leaving. But I mean, prior to that, I mean, prior to probably, <clears throat> I'd say 90, 97, 98, there was, the retention was fantastic for one simple reason. The way you treated blokes were different you had this whole i'm not talking about crown immunity as such but there was a definite structure there was a definite support and it was integrated like 
three para back in the day were three para. That's it. If you were a mortarman in three para, you were a mortarman in three para. That was your life. That was who you were. Um, not so much the trades. The trades have stayed the same up until, well, probably just before I joined because I can notice the difference now. Like in a day-to-day as a tradesman, the morale's pretty high, especially at battalions. And usually battalions are the worst. Because you've got a day job, because you know where you stand, you know where you're heading to, then there's there's no real issue when it comes to morale because it's you're already achieving your goal. Or if you imagine like infantry nowadays with no deployments because they've actually, I don't know if you're aware, they've gone back to conventional warfighting, conventional training, you know, they're smaller teams and even the medics are cutting down numbers. It used to be in Afghan, it was three medics to one casualty in a, an MRS or, like, you know, a post, a pre-hospital, you know, care environment. Now we're going back to conventional, one medic, one one injured soldier, you know, conventional uh, training when it comes to tactics, all that kind of... It's all changing now because they're trying to pull away from Afghan. So it's going to like it was, like, pre-2006, yeah. I, I, I think it needs to, I think. You know? I know, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know whether... Well, with, with with Power Edge, I know that, that, that sort of... You're saying that cohesion, you're always together. Mm. When I When I joined... That was the when you even so little things like when you promoted, you meant to move companies. I remember when I promoted from private to Lance Jack, they kept me in the same company. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, nightmare! The worst experience, the mm-hmm. worst experience because all of a sudden you're trying to command your own blokes, you know, from little things like go out and do area cleaning, and they're fuck, telling you off, fuck off, you. <laughs> what are you supposed to say? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you're like you, okay, you, yeah, yeah, it's, it's literally nothing you do, and it's it's hideous. Um, but, um what used to happen so sorry when i joined for years it was when you and further up you promoted so sort of when you went from screw to sergeant sergeant colorman you were you would stay within in three power but what used to happen before that was you would change units between, really yeah oh, i don't know that one to two three because because then what you don't have is it um, is so if you if you keep it isolated, I, I know there was there was a stark contrast in between three and two on one para in mm-hmm. the time that I was in up until towards the end when they started changing people around again, where the capabilities and the skill in different areas and the experiences in different areas they escalated different levels for each battalion, especially when you got SFG SF. SG concerns. Very specific roles. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But there was also a variation between two and three para. And we were on the same camp. Yeah. Same camp, just two different gates, right? D- very good at different things and different experience, 11 different things. So they brought that back in when you promote. So from screw upwards, when you promote, as much as they can, they switch around between the battalions. Because you, it's that transference of skills. And again, perfect for SFG, SF, SFG's concerned. Yeah. You've got a guy who's been doing stuff with SF with one para and all these different types of training and all of a sudden there were three para or two para and, 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 and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got two para, three para screw or sergeant or warrant officer going to SFSG into a company that maybe for a couple of years has been doing pure coin ops, very SF orientated, mm. not conventional stuff. And all of a sudden they've got that knowledge back in, up-to-date knowledge. Yeah, 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 that's right. Bring them the the up-to-date training because they are very separate. I mean, I don't know a lot about SFSG, obviously. uh, You know, I've I've had friends that were there and I I know people that have been posted there, attached arms, that kind of thing. And they all love it. I mean, even on my medic course, there was a royal who was SFSG that came to be a a Royal Marine medic. Um, And he loved it. He loved the life because obviously when you get there, it's not so much that you're treated differently. Obviously, there's there's a mixture of cat badges, a mixture of services actually within within the group. Um, and I think he he found that there was a lot more freedom to 
you know, if you were to say, right, okay, but we need blokes for this, this, and this, and it's it's alley stuff. It's not like, all right, we need what, right, who's got the motorbike license or all that kind of business. It's like gen training, fitness is being alley. It's getting on the, you know what I mean? So, SFSG was like, I suppose, was that a target for all you to head towards for like Gucci tours and training? Uh, Did you go there? You, I think you. No, I made the choice to go there, and I was gonna go, and then I pulled the pin because of my ex. Wife. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, my fault for being fucking strong enough. <laughs> and they're based in Cardiff and I'm Welsh, you know. And that was, you just, uh, yeah. I can't remember why there was a multitude of reasons, but I was going and I. I yeah, but it'd be a good thing to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And depending on circumstances, don't forget, you know, it's like, um, I, I mean, go back to your thing. Some people like doing the same unit. Man, I, I love three power. I would, you know, I would have hated to leave. I would have left it for one bar of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but there's only certain things. There was a, actually a three power lad on my uh, course. He was retrading. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I'm going to tell this story anyway. Um, obviously he was, he was, you know, he wasn't a rigid bloke. He never called anyone a hat, which I really appreciated yeah. throughout the course. You know, you know the first person to mention that to him on the show was, I know it said it, Jim Bro. It was Jim Bro. <laughs> Because was he not attached to... I'm always trying to be respectful. I love you stupid fuckers. <laughs> I love you, I love you hats. Um, but he never, he never, he never like regged anyone. We used to reg him. He'd walk in with a reg, reg, reg. And he used to love it. You know, he used to buzz off it and he was a gleaming bloke. But, you know, leaving your kind of, your little, I would say bubble. I'm not being disrespectful, but it is a bubble. Absolutely. And you go outside of, people coming into you, that's it. They're a massive target. You make them feel welcome. You, you know, you have a bit of banter with them. But when you go out, there's almost like a, a lack of comfort and you go one or two ways, uh, infantry or especially paraj, you go one or two ways. And one way is he's fucking mental. And the other way is, oh, what a decent bloke. I didn't think he'd be all right. I thought yeah. he'd be a cock. Yeah. Um, meaning the other way is the cock. Yeah. So he turned up, gleaming bloke, but he became a target. He became a target by us remfs. And I don't mean me, I mean seniors, because... Even though he wants to be a medic, even though he wants to come across, they kind of resent that training that he had because he was recce as well. He was, you know, he came from three power recce, so he knew his stuff. Is he my age? No, 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 no. He's younger. Yeah, younger. Our age. We're the pretty much the same age. Are they we? won't believe that watching How old this, are you? but we're. I'm thirty six. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's younger. He's twenty four, twenty four, twenty five. Um. So you know he's doing really well. He just wanted to be a medic. And it, it became a it became a bit of an issue, the whole maroon lead and all that. And he refused, like point like then he turned into that guy. He's like, No, I am Reg. I am not taking this better. <laughs> and like <laughs> Oh, they wanted to change yeah. the better. Why? Not throughout the course, obviously, because he was he was badged so he could wear it. And he was going back to sixteen as a medic so he could wear it. But that in between bit, well actually you're in the Royal Army Medical Corps, became a bit of a thing. And he went, Yeah, but I'm para-reg. And they went, no, you medically went, no, I'm para-reg. Yeah, you know, he was yeah, trying to tell them, no, you don't understand. I've earned this. I'm keeping it. And long story short, no matter what they did, he kept it. <laughs> like to the point that on the last day, you meant to like do this whole ceremony and put your peak caps on. He just walked straight they didn't, they didn't they, put it on. He had it in his hand. They gave him what <laughs> had it in his hand, put his maroon lid on and walked out, mate. I was like, ah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I won't say his name, but everyone that's watching, they'll know exactly who he is, bless him. But he's a gleaming bloke. And yeah, that, that's kind of the mentality that you expect. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's the difference between the two. Whereas I would, would have went, yeah, I'll put that on my head, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's, um, and that's, I mean, that's just, uh, like your training mm. and the way your unit, operates and the sort of the just the ethos around it is different to what the infantry are correct because it's got to be we've got to be brainwashed mate <laughs> 
we've got to be brainwashed. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to be. We have to be to a certain extent. But, but not, not to the extent of a US soldier, like. Oh, not God. That bad. Not oh, that bad. Oh, if we want to go there, we'll go there because I've got a lot to say from Telic. Oh, my God. But no, I, I know what you mean. Joking. No. no. The US. Like, oh, no, I do. I love them. I just don't want to be anywhere around them when there's a firefight. Um, but. Um, no, I meant that. I meant that 100%. I was going to correct that. I 100% meant that. Um, but he was he was like one of the most intelligent blokes I've ever met. So brainwashed in the sense that this is who I am. But he was smart. He was yeah, articulate. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. yeah. What, I, what, I mean, what I mean brainwashed, I mean, it's like... Uh, it, it's in you, your blood. You, 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 your family. Mm, your your yeah. brotherhood. And, and, you, and if you see that cat badge, I do it even now. I do it even now. I don't know if you would do this like with Remy or with Remy, I would. If I see someone, uh, like an old guy with like a... A power edge tie or something like that. And, and like, then the street, right, airborne. Yeah, I just can't help it. Airborne Brotherhood. <laughs> airborne, right, airborne. He said this over and over and over. Yeah, airborne, airborne Brotherhood. We had an absolute laser who'd, um, he got MD'd and he came across the MS and he'd passed, he'd done his. Define, define laser. An absolute shit. Oh my God, this guy. <laughs> the, he was fit because obviously he'd done, you know, he'd done the whole phase one kind of aspect and he'd done his jump. So, and you could see like Jake. Hey, Jake. You can see Jake sitting there going, oh, my God, I have to speak to him. I was like, why? He went, Airborne Brotherhood. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I said, that's disgusting. Seeing my cat badge, let's go, dick, and just walk the other way. Esprit de corps, you know, that is different. I mean, yeah. I'm not connected to – it's new to me as well, so I'm not connected to the cat badge. The Remy, you may be surprised, is different. The Remy, when it comes to ethos, when it comes to core spirit, when it comes to a brotherhood, is actually really, really clicky. Like, really? even now, when they, when some of our friends found out – that I was rejoining the different cat badges. They were like, are you, are you serious? You, you do that to the Remy. I was like, oh yeah, mate. But I'm not allowed. If I go Army Navy, I have to go, I'll go Remy tent. I'll go sit with my Remy mates. And but, but are you more comfortable doing that? Yeah. It's your roots. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's all I know. I mean, I'm, I'm in the med corps for a reason. And the reason is not the reason I joined the army in the first place, which is a little bit of direction or somewhere to be in that, that created who I am. I know who I am now. Obviously we met, like out in the sandpit and stuff. So I know what I'm capable of. I know where I'm going. This is for a different reason. Rejoining's for a different reason. There's something that I had to do and I really enjoy the med side. And to be fair, once I've got the qualifications I need, I'm going to, you know, f- follow other avenues. So that's why I'm back in. Different reasons. Mm. I give to get this time rather mm-hmm. than just giving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone gives to get, mate. No, Even no, It's no. a bit of a good feeling. No, well... Warm, fuzzy feeling. Warm, I came off exercise feeling. this morning to drive down Where here. Where were you on exercise? This is the so, mod- <clears throat> This is the modern day army. My room is here. Yeah. I was on exercise in the field opposite <laughs> for three days. And that's not a joke. That's not a joke. Was it, what was it, what was the aim of, what was the exercise? Like, give, give me the scenario. Oh, right. Okay. Well, obviously it's not going to be the scenarios you used to be prepared. Um, Obviously, my job, uh, I'm new to battalion uh, regiment, sorry, three medical regiment, keep calling it battalion. Yeah. Uh, it's not a battalion. Do you so, not have battalions? Um, no, we, we have medical regiments um, and then we have field hospitals and okay. then obviously we have the debts, medical centres, infantry units or whatever. Okay. Um, so my main role there, I've been moved into a, a troop that is the medical reception station. So on operations or exercises, our, our main function would to be set up a... Um, primary healthcare and um, a pre-hospital emergency care unit, a medical reception station, and a ward with nurses within the brigade. That's our that's my role, and a small group of medics, a doctor, nurses, that kind of thing. So the exercise, 
in theory, was just it's the setup, you know, because it's really different. I, I mean, I don't want to knock medics because the amount of humping because you are one. Oh uh, yeah, because they're, they're alley. Um, no, um, the amount of kit, like obviously they they're setting up tents and like forty five minutes to set up what is in effect a small hospital with the kit and you've got the doc, the nurses. There's, it's very officer heavy because there's a lot of skilled um, uh, clinicians there to set that kit up and to get it up and running ready to receive casualties. If you think real time is pretty phenomenal, you know you can receive casualties within nine minutes. That's how quickly set up the first part. How how serious can the casualties be? Like you you you're talking T ones. We can the, the doc is there with the modules he needs to treat treat and evacuate T ones within nine minutes on the ground. And what? Hang on. So when this kit comes in, what what is it? How is it packaged? And what's it on? No, that's that's that was the nature of this exercise. We're we're going we're changing the way that, that medical this medical medical regiment do things on operations. So it used to be a case of you'd have your ambulances, you'd have your Land Rovers and your Man SVs. <clears throat> now it's more a case of ultra light roll. So you'd carry the minimum kit to give the best care. So we were going through the process of building, fitting, does it work? And then scenarios coming in, can we treat this patient right now? Are we, you know, are we FOC right now? Can we receive casualties now? And every stage of the build, what could we look after? How could we maintain and how could we evacuate? So when it comes to the first stage, you know, in the very first part of, of the build, that doc has... He has drugs, he has everything he would need for any catastrophic, he has everything that he needs for even his primary healthcare role he could carry out within nine minutes of like putting the first foot in the ground. Mm. And in theory, because the way that the Med Corps do it, and I've never looked at this before, they could treat from the second they stop because they'll just do tailgate therapy, you know, tailgate treatment. They'll drop the tailgate, they've got the modules and they open up, hang on the side of something, that's it, you've got everything you need ready to treat. So within 30 seconds you can treat, within nine seconds you've got in-depth um, you know, doctor level care, um, senior nurse level care, healthcare assistant level care. Within forty five minutes, you have a fully set up ward, um, uh, primary healthcare unit, um, reception station, isolation. Within forty five minutes, it's it's pretty impressive actually. Mm. And that's what the nature of this exercise was to get it slick. You know, going through the kit and on the new done. the new way of doing it. Yeah, and then me practicing with the doc because I'm part of his team, and he'll take you through scenarios, try to teach you how to do proper consultations, how you deal with different types of patients, and then we go through some FEC, you know, um, pre-hospital emergency care scenarios, T1s coming in, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Um, I'm loving it, actually. I didn't think I would. I thought right. I was here just to steal quals, but I am loving it. Did you, hang on a minute, didn't you get a top dog on the uh, medical? I did, yeah. I did, which has never happened for a transferee or an NCO. I only know, because you, you posted about 30 photos. We didn't go on stop 30, on for days. 26. <laughs> Tell me, you're saying who has never got it? Uh, usually transferees or NCOs don't get it because they think it's, it's, they don't, they expect you to be good. They just don't, you know, so it's, it's kind of unfair. And I think I must have ah. said, so well, if I'm good, I'm good. Just give me the certificate and they gave me it. So I was like, I must have done this whole diversity and inclusion. Well, this is not fair if I don't yeah. win it. Um, and to be fair, Jake, the para, yeah. he would have won it if it wasn't such, such an issue at the end. He probably, I even said that when I went up to get the award. I went, no, oh, there's probably someone else in here that would have won it. If oh, he, really? Yeah. He, he was on the ball. When you've got a recce bloke doing like low level medic exercises and he's cutting around doing like clearance patrols and all sorts, <laughs> he's going to win the award, isn't he? <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, well, listen, guys, sleep. You never know when you're going to get enough sleep. Just sleep. So it's unfair. Yeah, like, yeah but yeah. top dog. Yeah. yeah. For any possible recruiters out there, top dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how long can you, how long, hang on, so when you rejoin, mm -hmm. what is the score with contract? Is, is your minimum term still the same amount? Is it four years? I don't have to give the four years. 
um, because I've already done it once before. Because they're not going to give me resettlement like they did before, so they can't really hold me to the same contract. Oh, are they not? No, I'd have to do six years for that. Right. I think I believe the thing is because they're not used to full screws rejoining. Um, they didn't know what they were doing, so they just kind of cuffed the paperwork. But they did have this whole drive. Do you remember it was? I'm not having it right. That it must have been through Capita. Um, it was actually a mill bloke, a mill recruiter that took me through. Really? Yeah. I thought Capita were dealing with all the. I think Capita run the offices, and they get these the, the army recruitment team to are still there in small amount of numbers recruiting. Because he was gleaming, and he was like, "Listen, are you sure? Are you sure." I was like, yeah. He went, all right, but are you sure? You want to go that? Yeah, mate. He went, how much did you earn? Because I was like, I had a decent job. I went, oh, about four grand a month. Are you sure? You want to get back in? I was like, listen, mate, trust me. I'm ripping them off for quals. Don't worry. It's fine. Two years, I'll be rolling in it. He's like, right, okay. Yeah, in you get. And that was it. It was done and dusted. Um, what, what are your outgoings when you're in, mate? Everything's paid for. You know well, I mean? do you know, I spend a lot on, <laughs> on tight t-shirts. Tight t-shirts. When I get an extra small, Tattoos. I have to swap it for a, a small because it's choking the life. <laughs> this is a medium though, so I, I came comfy. Uh, I came in comfy. fact, we, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell him. I'm going gonna, gonna to mention it and we're going to embarrass him. He's not. You, I am. Not you. I'm going to embarrass you. Oh. So you should be in a HR t-shirt today. I should be. Yes. I I'm, I'm not going to mention the company. But we should be in a mention. He should be in a HR T-shirt, which you ordered. Mm -hmm. But a, a Royal Marine has let him down. Bloody Royals! I know. Bloody. We won't mention his name, Russ McDonough. Russ McDonough. <laughs> Don't tell everyone his name because they'll be upset with him. But oh. yeah, I was looking forward to it as well because I love. I do buy a lot of like apparel, and especially if mm. I like, I, I know you, and I've been watching like because you went through a, a big progression from when you left the pit. You know, you, you you've. I mean. What was it? I keep forgetting the name of the company. You, you've you done some Blue Abyss. Cool. Yeah, Blue Abyss. And I was sitting there, I remember looking online going uh, to my missus at the time going, that's that's cool. Do you know what I mean? Because you, were you facilities manager, that kind of thing for, for I don't know what you're I doing. I am. You, you still are? Yeah. It's, uh, I do a lot of different <sighs> things and that's one of them, mate. You're cool. You're just tally his dog tits, mate. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. You right? don't it's even need kit. You just go down the bottom, touch it, come back up, collect the brick from the bottom. <laughs> I'm glad it appears that way. I'm yeah. glad it appears that way. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I was, I was mate, that car outside stolen. That car outside? Yeah. Is it stolen? Yeah, stolen, yeah. Oh. He rides well, so I use it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm watching all my friends do really cool stuff. Obviously, you've got, I know you, I know, um, obviously, the Green Greenberry Coffee Company. I'm getting in there, like, people don't believe me that I know these people. They're going, oh, this coffee's amazing. I went, I know that guy. <laughs> and he's a mate of mine. They don't believe me. And I, I said to, like, one of the lads, I'm going on that podcast. He went, I watched that podcast. You're not going on that podcast. I'm going on that podcast. <laughs> He's a mate. And he went, yeah, but is he a mate? I was like, yeah, he's a mate. Yeah. We like talked once in Iraq. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so all my mates are doing, like, all the guys from the circuit, I think especially, are doing like pretty well. Why, why, <clears throat> why is it that, uh, I, I've mentioned this before. I think it was Russ actually talked about this. It appears to me, and I don't know if it's because I'm more aware of it or mm. not. It appears to me that more and more, um, uh, more and more ex-military, ex Ah, going, I could be a fucking entrepreneur. I watched the episode and I, I kind of get it. I was thinking the same thing for a long time because we've, we spoke about you and Russ and, and there's loads of other companies out there. Jim Bro, mate. Jim Bro. Mate, he's flying. I know. I bumped into him when he was like... I've seen him in the morning. I've yeah, seen him in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smooth and a client or something. I had, like, had a beer with him and that. And he's doing so well for himself. And I, I, I think what's missing, because I've got a big issue with the youth of today because I've done my training 
my med training with the youth of today, I'm talking 17, 18 and 19 year olds, and things are different. And it's met, there's something inherently wrong with the way things are heading for the youth of today, even in the, the from the forces, civilians. Yeah, I'm talking about the kids at my, yeah. It's, I, it, I'm telling you, mate, it is mobile phones and technology. I am telling you. You heard it, it is that. It, it is. Yeah. I'm telling you. I've, in I'm 10 years' to... time, they're going to turn around and go, the world changed between 2007 and 2018 or 2020. The world fucking changed. Yeah, it changed. For the worse. This has changed it. Changed it completely. But I think that's why things like uh, things like Greenberry Coffee, uh, Coffee Company, things like Senators Guild, 22 Smoking Aces, all these things, it's all about ethos. It's all about everyone that first clicked on that button to follow was a f- fellow veteran or was a he was serving or it was a p- wife of mm. or a husband of a wife you know it was all to do with that kind of that community and like i don't mean just mean all oh, like he's sf or, or he's parish i'm talking about like past a certain point no one gave a shit about the army anymore no one gave a shit about the navy or the air force it became almost a joke to be part of it and then we started showing like well actually you're the joke because we're part of something different you know the veteran community especially and if you look on on the facebook groups of veteran support networks that are all around the country warriors up oh my god my warriors, warriors rv warrior warrior rv, warriors RV. veteran owned is another one yeah veteran veteran owned, owned, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. and if you click on it and you think you're the only one, but you look and every one of your friends is well, on yeah, that I list. Have, I have blogs pop up and, and like someone will put on there, they're, they're in clip. Yeah. And I'll see friends comment on it. I think I, you, you would be the last person I would have thought to do that, yeah. to be, to be, and forgive the phrase, to be giving a, a hat, like, yeah. you know, because that's how they would be thinking. I should go, come on, okay, you look, we're all in together. It's, brother, it's like the brotherhood. Yeah. And this guy, he doesn't know him from Adam, but people are recognizing, look, we're all in the same boat. Yeah, we're yeah. all in the same. But anyway, go. But fucking, I'm digressing you. No, no, no. Is it is it me that is it is it because we're part of a network where we just we've got lucky to have no successful people or people who are not afraid to go. I'm going to fucking do something. You didn't know successful it. people, did you? You didn't. When you left, I remember I'm leaving and panicking because you didn't know successful people. What you knew was a, a group, either squaddies, mm. without excuse the term. I actually hate that term. You had Brit Mill or you had veterans. Or you had guys on the circuit. That's all. That's all you knew. The difference is, guys learned. Do you know what? I'm I'm taking it. I'm taking it because I've earned it. So I'm going to take that. I want that. So I'm going to work towards that, and I'm going to take it. And that's how it, that's how it progressed. That's why there's so many companies. You know, most, most I like I follow a lot of fitness pages, obviously. So <laughs> not everyone's watching this, mate. No, but so they I will be. describe what I can see in front of me. Well, they're listening now. Get on the YouTube describe, channel. If you were someone else, right? <laughs> if you were a woman looking at yourself now, describe yourself. Describe uh, yourself. Confu- you know, don't look in the camera. This is for people listening. Um, confused. Uh, <laughs> slightly out of my depth and looking for new opportunities. You're quite beautiful. You are quite beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, you very much. You know yeah. Hugh Kia, but... You know, I'm, I'm no James yeah. Bro. No, no, no Jimmy Bro. bro. <laughs> oh, I love yeah, that. Go missing. Fucking, uh, I don't know what we're talking about because you were talking about my beauty. So we can focus on that for a bit longer if you wish. No, it's, no, right. it's, it's about it's about grabbing it and taking it. And I think that's the difference. Um, and I think it did start off more with the infantry, elite infantry, SF kind of guys. People wanted to follow them. They wanted to see, right, why does he look like that? Why has he got that? What, what did he do to get there? And then it became a, wait a minute, we're all part of this. And then veterans joined in. And like, I buy, like, if I see a new veteran, I have a rule. If I see a new veteran owned or operated company, I will buy something from them. Mate, you must do some fucking buying. I do. everywhere, mate. Mate, I'm buying nine line Apple Elster from the States. Mark, um, is it Mark 18? I'm buying it all. 
from the states. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. In. Is that an American company? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I kind of got into just supporting whoever. It's a cool kit, though. Yeah, but not as cool. Um, I'm not going to do it. But there's not as cool as some kit that's in the UK now. Some of these companies now are really hitting the nail on the head. Let me tell you. Well, you meant Cine is good. I, I know you like good to go. I do. I've just had a normal good to go. Um, but I've been a long time fan of Senators Guild. Um, I've just started following a guy called Twenty Two Smoking Aces as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had some comms know, with him. I had some comms with him. Yeah, mate, yeah. He, like he commented on one of my Instagram posts, and I fanboyed out. I was like, "Look at this!" And I was like taking screenshots and sending people, going, "Who cares, dude? You know, he's not your mate." Have you seen his? Have you seen his flipping workouts? Have he's you seen his legs? Animal. I just, an animal if leg. I go on and there's a video and I see his yeah. thigh, I go off and kiss his thigh comes and gets me. I don't want to be upsetting his thighs. So yeah. this guy is an absolute beast. But like I say, this is just a guy that he went. Do you know what? I'm having that. I want people to. I can tell them something. And they'll listen, and they're, they're listening. Mm. And it's that and Senators Guild. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of. Um, and there's loads more that we could mention, but you know, there's not enough time. That's how busy it's getting for veterans. The thing is, with those companies, though, they're, they're good because, um, like the coffee companies, the apparel companies. Mm. Um, why has he got coffee? He's got apparel. It's mainly those, isn't it? Coffee the, and apparel. Kit exchange and jet, like all that kind of stuff is coming up, you know, patches, kit exchange and all that, which yeah. is more mill spec. But with kind of those stuff. companies, you can. If you like want to kick it off, you can do that in your spare time around your day job. You know, you don't have to make that leap of, oh my God, I've got to start a company, I've got to make money now. You can build it up in the background, which is the best way to do things. Oh, of course, best way yeah. To do things and, and just be early at the same time. But the one thing you've got, the second you hit like post, is you've got probably 20 friends that go, he's a good bloke, I'm mm. buying that. Then the word it spreads. That's the difference. We've got each other and we will support each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big difference. I, I saw think. your Sinita's Guild bumper sticker. I, I can't help it. I'm I like that. <laughs> so I, sad. You posted someone. No, it's cool, mate. Yeah. You posted someone on Instagram, and I saw is your car. Yeah, is you, yeah. I, I caught my car in a nice light. Oh, mate, it's and, beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful I, car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I saw the Sinita's Guild. I thought I need some fucking bumper stickers. <laughs> oh, my, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was going to mix it up and start swapping them round, but then I thought, no, nah, I'll just keep yeah. it as it is. But yeah, no. I mean. If they're there and they're decent, and I don't know the stories behind them, I don't, like some of the guys I do know, like you know, I, I know about the good to go apparel blocks. I know some something about the guys that own them, but I don't really need to as long as I'm sure that they're, you know, they're veteran owned and operated. I'm in there and I'll support them. Mm. Yeah. Tell me this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why did you get back in? Why did I get back in? You we you touch we touching this off ever for the podcast, and it surprised, yeah, it surprised yeah. me, mate. Yeah. Oh no. Well, that's the thing. I mean. Uh, Probably the one thing we are very bad at is you, when you feel shit, when you feel a bit lost, you're not going to tell anyone Horrendous. because you don't want going, oh, he used to be a good bloke or I was, I, I knew you were a site security manager. I was a TL out in Iraq. Next thing you know, I'm telling you, by the way, I'm sleeping in my car, mate. I don't know what to do. I haven't got a job. And that's kind of what happened. You know, I, I left Iraq and things with my wife at the time. <clears throat> I'd gone like south fast to the point we were living one place. I get a phone call when I'm out in the pit. By the way, we now live in another place. You don't kind of business. I'm like, what? So I'm getting flights home. Um, and then, you know, when you try and work it, which you do, I think, you know, you got kids, you try and work things out and it didn't stick. I'd been away too long. Do you know what I mean? Things had just gone on for way too long and it, it spiraled from there. Um, and I made the decision, like, listen, this is not healthy. I need to find something else. Obviously, she had the kids. She had her dad supporting her. And so I, didn't, I didn't even tell my dad didn't speak to my dad and I'm, you know my dad's like you know he's kind of my hero my dad but I wouldn't tell him pride thing and pride yeah thing but no pride but I think sneakily I knew I was going to be okay I never I can't control the big things I've always said this if the little things go wrong I'll panic because they're mine to control but the big things I can't control so I was like right okay I've not got a house 
got a car, stop whinging. So mm. I knew my brother, at the, he he used to work in the pit and he worked for a company down in Wales um, doing like incident <clears> management, <throat> that kind of stuff. And sent this guy an email saying, listen, you said five years ago, you'd give me a job. Can I get a job? And he's like, ah, well, you need to do the training courses. I went, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got some money together, got some help. And he, you know, he kind of helped me, a guy called Kevin Hughes. Um, so I paid for the courses and he goes, right, the course is down in Wales. I live in Scotland. I was like, right, I've got no money, got no food. I said, what am I going to do? So I'd like drove down and I'd, I'd have like, like some pennies. I'd spend three pound a day on food. Where are you getting money from? Um, I'd like, I'd, like, there was a, a lady, I'll not say her name because, you know, we've had some problems. She's a friend of mine, but she was, she was helping me from, from afar, from a distance. Um, so I'd like, I'd have some, like, I'd, I managed to budget three pound a day to eat. This course was like two, two, two weeks long. So for about a month in total, uh, three pound a day for food. And every now and again, I could get into like a bed set or a hotel. And other days I just sleep in the car. Uh, what? What? Tell me what you're eating. Three quid a day. Well, oh. uh, go on. Right. Well, obviously, <laughs> I'm, I'm, grin in your face. <laughs> That's the soldier came out. You were feasting on three quid, weren't you? Mate, honestly, I could have a, a meal and a half on three quid. Well, well, go on. I can I can feed myself for an entire week on twelve pound fifty all day. Go on. I can believe that. I think 12, I've done that myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to live. That. I've got four kids. That's how I live right now. I'm back in the mill. They don't pay you that great. It's not changed. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the time. If I had like extra money, I'd, it'd be a kebab. I'm not going to lie to you. I'd buy a kebab. I was for the for the day. No, yeah, I'd eat that at night and I'd have it for breakfast and go work on the course. Come back and then I'd either go Aldi and what I do is I like I'll buy um, rice and chicken and a few veg, um, maybe some things to like add a bit of spice or flavour, and I could make up and I can make about six meals out of that. You know, where spread where are you making it? Well, um, I've mate, I had a gas cooker. Gas cooker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, out the back of the car, gas yeah. cooker. You know, I can make yeah, I can make anything work. Even right now, I've probably got the kit in my car, just in case it all goes tits up again. Just in case, and that's how I've been thinking for like yeah. three years. You know, this is going to go tits up. People are going to realise that I am faking this. <laughs> so, so get my cooker, get my DOS bag. Let's go do this. <laughs> and then I was, so I was working on the the motorway for this company called Cut Recovery, um, and I was missing something. There was, you know, like I felt useless. I was just getting by, you know, I was earning money, I was, you know, paying my child support, seeing my kids. But you're working six <clears> weeks <throat> at a time, um, on the roads, 24 hours a day, no leaving site, no, no, you know, no going off for a beer, no seeing your friends. And it's a week. So I've got a week and I've got four kids. Six weeks on, one week <clears> off. Yeah. I never knew it was like that. Yeah. Is that common across the industry? Uh, pretty much only the recovery because obviously guys will be shift, I shifted. Called the cot recovery. So what do you mean across recovery? Does across recovery is, yeah. Across highway maintenance recovery. That's the norm. What do you mean highway maintenance recovery? What is that? Do you know when you go into a road work and it says free recovery? Yeah. Right. There's guys that live at the side of the road 24 hours a day, seven days a week with a phone. Right. And you call them and they've got 30 minutes to be there to recover you. They do incident management. They do clearing motorways, crashes, you name it. They so that's what you were doing? Yeah. So you, and you just rock up the wagon, stick the car in the back of the thing. And or a truck. Or a truck. Um, I can do all. I do everything. <laughs> I actually done all the quals. I was like the most qualified man in recovery probably in the UK. Don't quote me on that. Um, so yeah, I've done all the calls I could do. Don't quote you on that unless you're going for a job. Unless, <laughs> yeah, unless I'm, it goes tits up and I need another job. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd done the HGV course. I was doing like a, I was a, like a cover driver. So I'd go from site to site and I'd cover the HGV, the cars, impact protection. Yeah. Six weeks on and a week off. Yeah. That's fucking crap. And I it, thought the pit was bad. Oh mate, I was gagging on a job back in the pit that I actually applied for a job at Garda World. And at the time it was a, a lady called, yeah, Rachel. Um, oh, I can't remember her surname. I know her surname. Say it, it's on the internet. No, I know it. It will come. Naya. 
Rachel, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. who is awesome. Uh, I've never met her, but obviously, I, I put all my, I was gagging on getting it back out, uh, just a little bit of normality because that is normal yeah. for me. Um, <clears throat> but with timings and medicals, I, I missed a slot for the job, and I thought, Do you know what? If I'm that gagging to get round the blokes again, and that's what it was. I wanted to be round the blokes. This civvy thing isn't working. And I don't mean that any disrespect, but I can't tell the same jokes because some of my jokes will make people cry. So I can't say the same things around people. And I just feel bad. I, I have oh, to sit there really right, quiet, right, sitting there going, right, right. Oh, right, people need to grow up. The, the military humour, mate, you get fucking arrested. This, this stuff. I, yeah, I, from when I was in, when we were in the pit, you know, I know what your humour's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. If you, honest to God, and I says, like, this isn't like, this isn't saying that, um, military is flipping the humors just, you know we're bad people it's just we can joke about different things because we've, we've experienced different things you know it's like fuck me it's, i know what you mean man. i know what you mean it's like we're the only people that know a joke is a joke i don't mean it if i say oh for god's sake i think you just gave me cancer and i say that a lot because i find <laughs> joking about cancer hilarious but i mean there's certain things like i mean oh you can't I'm, say that, mate, because because if you say that in bunch of, front of a bunch of civvies, right, and one of them oh, and the others know it, you dad, are my, shit stain. My dad's best s- friend had cancer. I didn't give it to him, so no, why yeah, are you having a go at me? Yeah, yeah. It's nothing to do with me. So, like you know, and it, like it is, it's just dark humor. It gets you through the day. It does. It gets you through a long shitty day. You tell a joke, and everyone's like, ah, "You are ridiculous," and you're all and it makes things better. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I missed it, and I thought, right, okay, if I'm getting back in, and I knew that's what I wanted. Um, more because I can't afford to my paramedic walls on my own. So I, I need a buddy and the army was my buddy. So I thought it was the best thing to do. Um, I'm still figuring out if it was or wasn't the best thing. But whilst I'm figuring it out, I'm having a good time. Do you know what I mean? I'm learning new things. I've met a lot of decent people. I can't see how it's not, right? Look at it this way. <clears throat> you've got a bunch of quals, like we, that you've got your HGV stuff. You've got your... Um, <laughs> Whatever the quality you have for the, the engineering, yeah, engineering, the recovery side of things. Yeah. Excuse me. Right. Um, and life is crap for you. Now you've got in. Life's better for you. You're getting more quals. You're enjoying life. I'm assuming. Uh-huh. So the worst case scenario, you go. This isn't for me. You get out. You got more quals, and you got qualifications, mate. That ain't easy to get or mm. cheap. I know. Or um, cheap. That's what. Like I've got. If I'd stayed in now, my peers in the room are all uh, W2s, all AQSs. I'm a full screw back in, obviously, because you either come across or you drop down one. That's the rule they have. So I'm a full screw now. And a couple of my friends, they're honest. They're like, what are you doing? Um, Are you not going to... Being honest, are you not going to struggle being a 36-year-old full screw, having a, I don't know, 30-year-old staffy or sergeant going, oh, do that? No, because I don't care. Water for ducks back. I know how it goes. You screw the nut, you play the game. Not all the time. I had a bit of a flash yesterday, actually, at everyone. (laughs) Everyone. I thought I was back at a normal job where you could shout and scream at people, but apparently you're not. So I had a little flash yesterday, don't get me wrong, I bite every now and again. But, I mean, it's fine, I know why I'm there. And I think that's the difference. A lot of people don't know why they're there. And with the generation differences that we're talking about, it's a very different army. But then, um, what I thought you were going to say just now, a few minutes ago, is what you were lacking was purpose. Well, actually, well, yeah, I probably would have led on to that. I I felt useless. I had nothing to... It's like I was giving someone... I wasn't given anything and I was getting nothing back. I, what do you want back? What's the purpose <clears throat> of life? No, do you know what? I I, I kind of need people around me that are like me just to be happy around. I just need to be happy around the same kind of people. I, I don't mean purpose as in like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to invent something that's going to change the world. I may, may be a millionaire one day. I'm not going to write it off. You know, I play the lottery. I might, I might get there, but 
I'm not I'm no fool. I know where I fit into the world. I just want to fit there without feeling that I'm not supposed to. And that's that's what I think about Civvy Street. You you kind of feel like you're not meant to be there. Everything about your the way you process information is different to the way that a guy that went through college went onto the roads or highways or he went into engineering. It's different because you're you're taught to prioritize things in a very different way. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you're you're sitting there and you're thinking, right, why? Why am I biting at all these blokes? These utter shit cunts. Why am I biting at them? It's because it's just a different world. And I didn't belong there. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I still don't to this day think that I do belong there. I never will. And maybe it's it's not everyone that leaves the mill. A lot of blokes settle into it lovely. They have a nice time. But just for me, I kind of need that. I kind of need the same person around me. Like someone like you just to chat to. And someone that is going to insult me on the way here. Just because you've got nothing to do, you send me <laughs> shitty text. Well, no, I thought, I thought, well, I thought, well, this is how we used to do it in Pitt. I'm pretty sure, mate, because we were never on the same team. I'm pretty sure nearly every interaction we had that wasn't work, yeah. nearly every interaction we had, we were just slagging each other off. I'm pretty confident. I can't remember when that wasn't. Do you know, I'm, I'm worried because every interaction I had with anyone <laughs> in Iraq was me going, what are you looking at, you fat cut? Do you remember Willie? Willie Van Rensburg? Massive South African. I had a target. <clears throat> Someone go, Willie's flying in today. And I said, I go, right. Let's make a list of ways I can make him snap. I said, right, okay, so I'm going to steal his stuff. I'm going to hide his weapons. I'm going to take his weapons cards. And then I'm just going to make fun of his wife. The thing is, he knew it. And it became this thing that guys would just literally try and dig out to snap the other bloke. There was one guy, I won't name names. I took his weapon cards, his ID card, everything. I I walked around camp getting people to take pictures of all the stuff he's lost. (laughs) Absolutely. He hadn't lost it. And and I posted them them online just to humiliate him. Yeah, but I shouldn't have, though, because I forgot that guy's ruthless, actually. I won't name his name because he might still get me back. <laughs> but he is ruthless. I'm trying to think what could be. Yeah, uh, he was, he was, he was Power uh, Funny as anything. Like, ruthlessly funny. Oh, I can't name his name. No, uh, I don't know. No, tell me off air. I don't know what he's doing at the moment, you see. So, I, I, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because a lot of blocks have moved on to, like, you know, bigger and better things since the con- that contract we were on, so. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um where are we on to? We got on to, uh, oh yeah, you're in your car, mate. And so you got back in. Yes. So, question for you. Mm-hmm. When you, how, do, do you see, what, what kind of job do you see yourself doing? Or jobs? When mm. you, when you leave mm-hmm. the military again. Again. <laughs> right. That you would be comfortable doing. Like you, cause you weren't comfortable when you're. I was comfortable overseas. And I can be comfortable. I think, like, um, like Russ McDonough, like uh, Jim's bro, Jimmy Bro, they've they're comfortable in their surroundings because, well, we assume so. Well, yeah, they look so, but they they almost in a way they created the situation or created the surroundings for themselves, <clears throat> and that's what I want to do. Um, I want to create my own situation. I want to create my own opportunity, and that would be training. I'd like to go into training. You know, whether that be medical, health and safety, I, w- I want to go into training. That would mm. be my ideal. I do have a friend now who operates globally doing medical training. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm going to work with him, um, but um, he he may be able to help me. Um, I wouldn't mind going back into CP as a medic. Uh, I'd do that. I did love that. Um, but yeah, definitely training is the way I'd like to go. It's good money, mate. Mm, yeah. It's good money. And I am, <clears throat> I know that uh, you, you know, you could 
you could do that a couple of ways. Well, you, I would suggest you set up your own company. Yes. Yep. One. And I would suggest you also work for other companies. Exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, use, yeah. No, not use them as such. That's how the world works. No, but that's, yeah, yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. And that, it's known that's how it's worked. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, so that's the plan at the minute. That's where I'm, that's where I'm aiming off. Things might change, you know, like everything's kind of organic and fluid at the minute. But yeah, that, that's been the plan for about two years. It took me a year and a half to get back in. A long drawn out process because Jesus of Christ. yeah 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 because the, the recruitment and retention at the minute is so up in the air. It took so long for me to get in and they changed the quotes. Um, but that's how certain I was. That's how certain I was that it was the right thing to do. And I'm I'm, I'm glad I done it because I've met I've made some amazing friends. As, wow. um, not not just Medcore, but there's a lot of Royals, a lot of transferees, a lot of Navy and RAF <clears> uh, on the course that used to slag them off because you never done tri service back in the day. You know, pre two thousand seven, two thousand eight, I never met. Try service, anyone try service. But now you work so closely with them, you're like, oh, decent blokes, you know, there are lots of blokes. Yeah, it's weird. I, I, I've just, I've just now realized something that, uh, I've had, I've had two Royal Navy on. Um, mm. I've had a Gavin Tuak on, who is serving, a serving chief petty officer. Yeah. And I've had a guy called Simon Piles on, who was an ex chief petty officer. Yeah. Um, I had them both on because they're involved with a, a charity called Care After combat yes yeah heard do you know it. what they do no when you went because i'm you probably i know you listen to the show I've yeah been, if you get onto this podcast if you listen to them care after combat i'm digressing yeah but care after combat um they deal with they help ex-military prisoners ex-military prisoners that's what they deal with they deal with people who've been banged up because of whatever, because they've struggled with life when they got out and da da da, da. That's uh, what you do, mate. That's uh, what you do. I, I didn't realise until the, they come on. Maybe it's the wording of, you know, the care after combat. Yeah, maybe maybe that yeah, is the yeah, message. Yeah. But So yeah. you're talking about guys that have left, ended up on a path that led them to prison. Yes. Right, yes. okay. There yeah. is a, there is a, there is a, a certain level that you won't deal with. Like, uh -huh. the, I said, what's, this, what's the criteria? Because I've got another friend who's, who's locked up for some flipping pretty hideous things, right? And, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I want to try and get older and go and visit him because I, I don't know. But I was just wondering if these guys are about. Yeah. But there is a level where they go, of course. Mm, mm, ain't. And the way Gavin said it is basically the charity won't touch anything that with someone that would make the front page. Rapists, murderers. murderers yeah paedophilia you know and you think okay that's fucking you know it's fair I'm kind of glad they've got a criteria I, I, I am and I aren't I am I, I, I'm mixed with it right because maybe for one but the other two I'm, I'm not mixed at all I, I get like murder because I'm not I'm no fool I know things how things change and actually we can move on to this I didn't mean to interrupt you when it comes to the sexual assault kind of it you know that's a big thing in mm -hmm. the army at the minute when it comes to training blokes not to rape I'm glad I attended the course. It could have happened at any time, but now I'm qualified and not raping. Um, but um, I do understand the, the difficulties when it comes to legitimacy. I get, I get the, but I mean, there's certain things. Yeah, they need to. Not pedophilia. Yeah, 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 yeah there yeah, we go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, I agree. I agree with you. I was generalising across the three <laughs> things. Good, there. That is so <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I agree. <laughs> Just, I'll say that again. Right. Um, <clears throat> fuckers going with that so that's what you do they help out prisoners that's cool hey jim davidson founded it mate as jim, in jim davidson the comedian, comedian founded the charity right along with simon weston and when i was talking Falcons, to simon yeah so when yeah. i heard that i thought so i thought jim was an ambassador and i said oh god yeah he's just just celeb sticking his name to it as they do 
Right? He's a massive oh, yeah. supporter of the forces. Oh, yeah, I'm a supporter of uh, Healthy Heroes because I'm a supporter of, I don't know, um, Save the Children because, because it can get me publicity. It makes me look like a good person. Yeah. You know, standard. But Jim, apparently, he is active, mate. Like, he runs the fucking show. Managing the events, set ideas, this, that, and the other. They did a cycle last year. Was it earlier this year? And it was like from, it's called, uh, what the fuck is it called? Oh, I've spoken about it twice. Uh, something, ah, Pickle, the Pickle Ride. Okay. From, from the South Coast somewhere, Southampton maybe, up into London to, it, it, and it's a, they did it for charity, uh, for Care After Combat, funny mm-hmm. enough. And it, but it replicates the journey of the, of the captain of the ship that was bringing the message that Nelson was dead. So the ship came back to say, to fucking tell London, Nelson's fucking dead. Right, got you. And the CO got off, uh, uh, the captain got off at this port. Yeah. And he, I think he walked, mate, or something to London to go, to give this message. The pickle ride replicated that route. And apparently, mate, Jim rocked up and they were, they were cycling in the minibus, sleeping, cycling. He rocked up. He's dossing in the wagon with him. He's going, come on, fellas. Just all over it. I was really surprised. Me. I was really happy. I was really happy. You know, you think that is, I met Jim years ago. Uh, he was, he was like half cat. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> apparently, yeah. Though I'm not surprised at that because obviously growing up, I'm a pad brat. My dad obviously served from the day I was born. Well, I, am, I can't remember actually. I didn't know much then, but he, uh, he used to tell me, like, he used to watch Jim Davidson on TV and he used to listen to his shows, but he used to go and do shows for the forces. Like, I'm talking, 30 years ago, that guy was doing free shows for forces. He was going out. So, yeah, he's been like a huge supporter of the forces. I I knew he was a supporter. Yeah. I didn't. But when I realized how active he was with this, how how involved, I thought, fucking hell. Because I was was sitting to Gavin. What what is driving him? What's his connection? It it could just be that it's just, he started off as a little thing and he's just bigger, bigger, bigger. I want to get him on just to have a chat. I I do want to get him on and have a chat because, yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be cooler than you. Um, Doubt it. (laughs) Doubt it, Jim. How do we get on to that? Oh, right, yeah, so Carter Combat Prisoners. Um, yeah. Ah, I so fucking hell, I'll go right back. It's like, this is like Billy Connolly. No, I like this, this right? is how I live my life. Yeah. You, uh, uh, so, yeah, I've had two Royal Navy guys on. Yeah. And what I realised, if we were on about, like, Tri-Service, he don't have mm-hmm. any involvement. And when you're in, your perception of other people and you, the way you perceive your experiences with them are... Uh, of, mm, can be different to what you realise later on. However, mm. those two guys, right, they were just like... You know, the fucking ex-military, yeah. like normal ex-military. Sex oh, one of them was still serving. They were decent blokes. They were like blokes. When I was in, <laughs> my yeah. only experience with the Navy, mate, was in the Falklands. Actually, at the same time, I met Jim Davidson, funny enough, on the 20th anniversary. We went out there for four months to the Roman Infantry Company. And uh, we did a parade. And there was a, a platoon of Power Edge. We ended up in this warehouse re- um, to, to sleep for a night, ready for the parade next day in Port uh-huh. Stanley and it was about oh god it was full of Royal Navy and I hated them they were like children this is how I remember it mind I'm not saying Royal Navy like kids but it's so this skewed. is the contrast this is the contrast now yeah. but they were now don't be wrong this is this is what back, goes back to what we're saying your, your mindset of infantry has got to be completely different to what Royal Navy has you want to share it has got to be it's just different mindset no one's any less than the other they right? live a different but life I yeah. couldn't stand being around them I couldn't stand it I couldn't stand it I thought what planet are you on what planet why are you taking the piss out of him like that yeah That's- do it this way why is he not crying <laughs> yeah. 
there's no one <laughs> here has got any lube on them. I'm disappointed. Yeah, no one's banging anyone out. No one's been You've what? had a beer and he's, oh my God, there's no blood. That, that's what it's like. I literally, oh God, this is hideous. But some of the, the fittest, right, this is a fact, some of the fittest people on my course, mm. in fact, the fittest people on my course were not army. Mm. It was the RAF in the mm. Navy. Because they take, it's a different, it's a different ethos. It's not so much drilled into them. It's a case of personal pride. The, one of the funniest blokes on my, the funniest bloke on the course was a guy called, uh, Tom. Tom, I'm in love with this guy to the point that I want to be his best friend forever and ever and ever. He's a, he's a Royal Navy medical assistant. He's, he's doing his uh, part fours now because they stay longer to do medical training because they're on their own. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I love that guy and he's just a mill bloke. You know, he's a mill. And we had two Royals on the course and I had a skewed perception of Royals. I only know, the Sandpit Royals. Do you know, Sandpit Royals are super chill. Do you know what I mean? They're the Regin Royals. They do have this difference all the way through. The They're super relaxed and all that. But I think that that comes through the, the ethos they have within, mm. you know, the, 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 the Royal, Royal Marines. Um, and then the RAF. Now, don't get me wrong, they are still some travelodge living, relaxed um, folk. But... They're fit and they know why they're doing what they're doing. They know that they're not joining the army, so they don't try and be the army. The Navy are not the army of the RAF, so they don't try and be the army and RAF. And I clicked on, like, they're just being who they're mm. supposed to be within. They're organised differently, they're run differently, and that's the you know that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm. But if you were from a distance on ops, you'd look over and go, fucking clowns, man, what are they doing? <laughs> they're all clean and stuff. They smell like a summer's day. What's going wrong? <laughs> it's so depressing. But they're like, yeah, I mean, some of my best friends now are, Navy and RAF, yeah. And Royals. Yeah. Can't forget the two Royals. Yeah, yeah. Well, love Royals and Navy, aren't they? <sighs> oh, my God. I am oh. Ben, Ray, oh. Nate. Seriously. <laughs> I made that joke. We've got a group chat. I know. They heard it. What's on the ID card, though? Royal Navy. <laughs> I love it. So. <laughs> ah, people. Someone's just thrown their laptop out the window, mate. There's someone driving in the car, listen to this, and going, rah! Mate, I swear to God, like, <laughs> no, neck has just chucked no, his phone out the window. No booty's got like any media now because they've just smashed no, everything it, up. Gone. But gone. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben and Ray. I mean, like I used like on this group chat, like I'd go, I'd make some comment about oh, Navy letting us down again, and you, oh. they won't reply. No, you know, you can because he's doing that with his phone, yeah. and they're you know they're not, he's young, he's twenty four, you know, but it's in his blood. Oh, you get a reply when you mention the ID card. Yeah, yeah, you do, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they fucking explode. Well, Ray, actually, he was artillery before, so we, we kind of moulded him to the man he is, and then he went Royals, so... Yeah, no, I get it, yeah. Oh. I can imagine, I can imagine the frustration, though. I would hate it. Yeah. I would hate it. Oh, God. Is it not like standing next to me? See, me and you were, like, back in the mill, and you, you, there were three parasites next to the medical bloke, and I went, you army guys are all the same. You fucking what? Yeah, what does your ID card say? British Army. Oh. Yeah, raging. <laughs> get away from me, you hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. hell! But, but listen again, yeah. Jesus Christ, <sighs> Jesus Christ! I'm just thinking. Sorry, I'm thinking. When you, uh, I'm going to proper digress now. Go, right. go. When go. you get, when you're on your deathbed, uh-huh. um, what? How will you? Will you? First off, will you? Do you think you will? You will think. Did I have a good life? And would you think you think that? Um, I don't know. I think that's. Um, I wouldn't think I'd had a good life. I think that, successful life. No, no, not not now. No, I don't feel that way now. I'm hoping to feel that way. That's, that's no, 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 no. I'm asking: Are you going to think? Are you going to consider whether you had a successful life or not? No, not at all. Not at all. 
No. Yeah. I mean, like everyone, I, I guess it's all about, like, some people think about legacy. Some people are thinking about the, the good they've done or the good they can do. I've got four kids. You know, all I think about is not letting them down. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So the only thing I'll be thinking that, luckily, and I've got, you know, two ex-wives, you know, three and four still to come, but I've got two <laughs> ex-wives. Um, and, you know, they're amazing mums. So I'm lucky. You know, obviously doing CP and then getting back in, I'm, you know, struggle to find the time, you know, mm. sometimes it's phone calls on birthdays, still doing that kind of, that kind of get, uh, get up. So all I'm worried about, are my kids going to be okay? Um, all, I, all I'd think is, are they set? And they are. So mm. I've got nothing to worry about. That's, mm. that's all I'd think about. For now. Things that's good, change. Yeah. That's good. I, I, <clears throat> I wonder how you define success anyway. Depends on the person you are, isn't it? I think the sound Money. of success would be... Well, that's the first, that's the default, isn't it? Money. Yeah. But um, would it be money or would it be, Respect. did I, was I a good dad yes. or mother? You know, yeah. like you're saying there. Absolutely. Um, was I, I think, I think for me it'll be on average. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a mean on, reading. <laughs> on average, was I more good than bad? <laughs> It was a good person, you know. Oh, was it, it, I'm an awful person, though, so that's a really bad message. I don't know. I'm not. Oh, I'm definitely not a good person. I don't want to be a good person. I am, you know. I'm. I'm delightfully awful. I think. I think we all are. And are you on about your humour again? Yeah, I mean, that's and and thing. and thing like you know, I mean, someone falls over in the street. Oh well, you know, I'm late for the podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I mean, I don't think. I think I'm a normal person. For me to consider myself good, that means there's a lot of bad, bad people out there. Do you know what I mean? I think, yeah, I think good and bad for me is a very loose term because we can all be very good or very bad. I think on average, yeah, sure, I would worry. Did I do more good or bad? I'm a more good than bad. Um, oh, I don't know. It's pretty even at the minute. Cause I, you know, I've made some very poor life choices. Yeah, but not yeah, but I'm assuming the choices were not made like with bad intentions. It's like, oh my god, oh. that was a fucking mistake, and look what's happened. Oh no, I've had a couple of them over the years. You know, I mean, like, some like ridiculously, I'm going to jail. That's it. I'm going to prison. Oh, care after combat, like sending them emails just in case, just letting you know. But yeah, no, I've made some bad life choices, and I think yeah, I think that that's how that's what I define myself as now is someone that has made. I made a lot of bad, poor life choices. I treated a lot of people poorly. I mean, even my friends. You know, I've, you know, when I was going through a bad, bad time, like uh, after I left the pit, and you know, and I was feeling proper low. Instead of when I started to get back on my feet, I was so focused on making sure that I wasn't a loser for my kids that I lost track of friends and friends that, that they needed me too. Do you know what I mean? So mm. when I say bad, I think bad in the sense that. I should give exactly what I expect to get back. And that's the difference. I didn't. I've been very selfish for the probably the last eight years of my life. I've made very selfish choices that have led to the mis the, the situations that have led me here. So that's why I don't blame anyone. I don't blame, you know, the breakup of my marriage. Sure, there were other contributing factors, but it was mainly me, you know, because I created that through my, you know, I was angry all the time. I was tired. I was sick of going to work. And then I blamed her for go me going to work. And then, you know, afterwards when things went wrong, I blamed her for money problems. Right. Sure. Everyone's to blame. But, you know, I could have saw it from someone else's point of view. And I've not done that for a long time. And I'm starting to do that now. I think that's the difference. Growing up, mate. We're growing up. Yeah. As soon as you get these little things here, you I start know, to think yeah. about deep stuff. I mate, <laughs> I've got, I got, yeah. I got an inordinate amount of hair growing on my ears in strange places. 
I drive along plucking them out my nose. They're about that long. Do, do you no know, joke. Uh, you know your nostrils. Though. Yeah, yeah. Right. When I was younger, my uncle, he's dead now, bless him. He, I went to visit, he lives in Argentina. He's Irish, but he lives in Argentina. I went to visit him out there. And it was 1997. And um, I can't, I don't know how old he was then. Um, and I remember him. And he had hair, mate, growing. So you know the bridge your nose? Yeah. But below there, it's just bone, right? You know, so just like, you have the bridge your nose, mate. Yeah. A centimetre below, right? Yeah. There. You know, that bit that goes crooked like yours is when you fucking break it, yeah? <laughs> that bit. He had stubble hair growing out of there, mate. Curly stubble hair. Same feel as beard yes, hair. Yes. Out, nice. out of his nose. And I was thinking, please, <laughs> never. I was 15. Please, never. Do you know what I have to do now? <laughs> you I, have to, I have to... I have one. I have one that grows out now. And I started. I'm 37. I, my, I've got stubble hair, right? On my nose. That's disgusting. Oh, no. It's horrendous. It's horrendous, mate. That's it's disgusting. horrendous. It is the worst thing ever. Oh. Who has that? Who has that? Oh. I've never seen that oh. apart from him and me. <laughs> I've never seen that in my life. <laughs> I, t- I let it grow, right? And I'll send you a photo. Please. I'll shade the bridge of my nose. Well, it's coming back into fashion, so you should do the... You know what I mean? Like it's coming, it's coming oh, back into fashion. Oh my God. But I mean, apart from like, we're the same age now. The only thing I've noticed, I have a silvery shimmer on my hair everywhere <laughs> now. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like, it's not just, you know, when I, when I was in, you know, when we were in, the, in Iraq, we, I had a decent beard. You know, we all, we all had beards at yeah, some yeah. point, but it was grey and ginger. I thought, yeah, that is Ali's dog tits. That down there is not Ali as dog tits when it comes grey and ginger. Everything's no, got no, a silvery can, shimmer yeah. now. Shave so it off. I have. <laughs> I'm like bald from here. I was like, I'm not looking at that every morning. I'd be scared to touch it in case it broke. Yeah, everything's got a silvery shimmer. <laughs> yeah, it is growing up. It's like I, I, mate, you saying the thing I, I, I can resonate with. You mm. know, um, fucking hell, you go through, and sometimes you're not going through bad bad mm. bad stuff sometimes you're just making fucking shit decisions maybe you're busy or whatever especially with your mates yeah, and yeah. I, you know I, oh, definitely have i not been the best of friend to some people who have been really good to me yes and 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 other people have just not been a good friend and even in just that it's people who i don't bother my ass phoning and i don't hear from them but i should still go and you know what i that bloke was good to me once or that woman was good to me or we were mm. mates mm. Why shouldn't I? I mean, part of it is, and I, <clears throat> part of it is, he sort of, or for me anyway, I sort of reason myself, well, I don't, I don't feel a need, to, I don't feel a need of that social, I do not. I'm exactly I like you. I do not. Like, I, I'm happy to engage with my missus in conversation. Yeah. A lot. Sometimes. Uh, my kids, her kids, and, and, and that is it. And, and everything else, I've, I'm learning now, because it helps me with other stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm learning how to sort of make myself talk make myself engage with people even for my dad even for my dad you know and and it used to be like with certain people start talking and go oh, God, i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go gotta go uh, mate like 10 second phone as soon as i realized they wanted a conversation right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. sometimes mate, i just hang up i lie. Just hang up lost the signal sorry but i'll bring it back if anyone that knows me is listening to this there will be because i'm gonna pl- they need to listen to this you conversation you yourself right in uh, it now the thing is i had this conversation i have this conversation probably with every woman i've ever 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 had a relationship with <clears throat> like me and my dad don't speak because we don't feel the need we're the same type of person me you and my dad yeah we should my, get together dad, and sit yeah. quietly in a room and have a beer well. yeah. the only reason my old man's having a conversation with me now is because he's, ch- he's trying to help me you know yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, exactly, because he's helping you. Like, sort of and listening. it's probably as bad for him. He's forcing himself. I've talked to your dad more times than I've talked to my dad this year. <laughs> but yeah, I don't feel the need. Like, if I'm like if I'm in a relationship or I'm seeing someone, 
sometimes I get a bit needy, and that's the selfish part. Like, listen, you need to pay me some attention because I'm grafting my tits off here. And then as soon as that feeling goes, I'm so focused on what I'm doing, I don't feel the need to get in and go, so, how was your day? I don't give a shit. It's not that I don't. I know. It's not oh, that I don't. How it's bad, is isn't it? It's terrible. Don't tell it's me terrible. what you have for dinner. Don't it's care. It's terrible. It is terrible. It is. And that I. It's like that is like being the worst fucking person in the world. Because why? Why don't we care? I don't know what exactly. And I really yes, don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm telling you now. This will save a lot of time. Actually, you do me a favor. To all the girls I've ever loved before, I didn't care about your dinner. I didn't care about your plans or your work. Yeah, you had an argument at work. Get over it. I had an argument at work too today. I didn't tell you about it. Anyway, that's done. Um, it can't, is it, is it, so, is it that, um, is it that, uh, the small things, they don't fucking matter. So why don't. are you bothering talking about it? They don't. I know, but the thing is. You lose communication completely. And they need that conversation. They do. They do. So, like you, I am trying. I'm not just with, like, with women. I'm talking like some of my best friends, like Stevie, Richie, and Alex. We, we, well, not so much Alex. I know him less, but he's a really decent bloke. And we had this little group of friends. We'd always meet up in London. We'd all have a drink. And when I was like going through this transition, I let that slide. So, I mean, so I've missed friends' weddings through work, of course, but that was my priority at the time. I've missed nights out or when I, I get so. See, I'm the, the the type that when I feel bad, I think someone else is making me feel that way and I blame someone else. And at one point, you know, not not too long ago, when we were arranging to meet up, you know, one guy's having a bit of banter. I'm like, listen, mate, I'm not in the mood for you fucking, you, you shit. I'm not in the mood. And I'm like, listen, mate, you can't. And that's the way I am. You know, sometimes I just take things personally and I'm so selfish that I don't communicate properly. And that's a massive issue. I think with not just like me and you, I think generationally, occupationally, that becomes an issue. All the little things do not ask me what I had for dinner because it's not important. I had I had calories for dinner. Mm. That's pretty much why I, I don't mm. need to tell everyone. I don't need to talk. I don't need to, someone to tell me it's going to be okay. I'll deal with my shit in my own time, in my own way. That's mm. just how it is. Mm. Mm. But people, I feel like a bad person. Yeah, yeah, because we because we need to be more accepting of other people's exactly. needs. Yeah, otherwise I'm going to get nothing and go nowhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm th- I'm talking I'm thinking about myself as well. <laughs> yeah, and I have recognised. <laughs> we, we just recognise each other for the first time. So like, I know you. <laughs> yeah, fucking nightmares, isn't it? But the phoning things a bit like the the, the calling people is just I I feel fucking horrible. Yes. I feel fucking horrible. And I got an example going on at the minute going on. It's, it's making me feel horrendously guilty. I don't want to try and fix it, but I can't. And it is I got um I got a friends or a couple. And I had a reason to get in touch with her for a, a business thing, mm-hmm. right? And um, <clears throat> set up a meeting. Yeah. And she, I hadn't spoken to them for ages, like a couple of years, a couple of times in a couple of years, right? Um, and we, I was at this meeting with her, and she couldn't come because she got an injury at the same time he's got an injury and they're both like obviously injured they can't like he can't go anywhere and drive she struggling to drive anywhere I mean, they're, they're not major it's like back ankle stuff like that but they're fucking they got a kid they got kids right yeah and and then i said like, okay all right we'll rearrange we'll, we'll it and i was thinking fuck i need to ring her or ring him to see how they're doing but all of a sudden i'm it seems like i'm only ringing now because of the business thing, mm-hmm. I actually give a fuck. Because now I'm like, I've been a wanker. Yeah, I haven't spoken to him, and he was a good friend. He is a good friend. He is a good friend. Well, I haven't spoken to him in a couple of years. I know, but it's that thing now. Well, if I ring him out, he's going to think you want to ring him because you want the business thing. Whatever it is. 
Yeah, no, but the thing is, you know, you didn't mean it like that in the first place, but you know what they're thinking. No, I just need to ring him because who gives a fuck the reasons? I've, I've done it then, haven't I? But you're very like that on the phone. What? Like, you know, if, like, you, one, you, you don't do phone calls or typing. I found that out. It's all voice messages. Voice messages. Because how quick is it? People hate that. But the thing is, before you started this, I don't know if you remember, do you remember going on holiday? Was it Poland or somewhere you went? Polish thing number three. Toilets Poland, yeah. Poland, yeah. <laughs> toilets with no windows or yeah. toilets with windows <laughs> and stuff. You were, like, you were having a good time out there. You had yeah. a drink. You were sending me voice notes. About, yeah. Do you not remember? No. While you were at your rhinos. And I couldn't hear you of the sound of you pissing ah. and you're sitting going uh just want to check on how you are so you do have flashes of you know maybe i've not met and you sent me a voice note go just making sure you're all right bud what, what are you up to yeah but the thing is the thing with the, with the message I, I love voice messages because right do you are you one of these idiots who hasn't been you know when you play the voice message andy do you yeah. press play and listen to it on loudspeaker yeah right right i'm gonna because you're gonna change I mean, my world i get the resistance yeah. i get when i send a voice message is crazy right my business partner, Luke, outright started refusing <laughs> to listen to them. He said, I'm not listening to it. You have to fucking text me. Yes. Or phone call me. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, the thing about voice messages and messaging, well, I can have a conversation on my terms. I guess I, you know, it's, not a, it's not a phone call where I, if I go, oh, I've got sick of this now, <laughs> and I have to go, oh, I've lost my signal, bye. Yeah. It's linking but, back to the previous problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. I can still engage in conversation, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Even without right, refusing, flat out refusing to listen to them. What he hadn't realised is, and what you haven't realised is, when you get a voice message on WhatsApp, right? Yeah. Press play, hold it straight to your ear. When you hold it to your ear, it switches from loudspeaker to the earpiece. The flipping message comes through your earpiece, mate. Right. Right. It's not on loudspeaker. So, right. Okay. See? Yeah. So you hit, you hit, you get a voice message from Hugh, right? You press play, you put your ear. It's on, it's to your phone. It's not on loudspeaker. All of a sudden, it's just like a phone call. See? Right. No, see, my, Does that make a difference? <clears throat> that's not my issue with your voice messages. <laughs> What's the issue? I don't want to... Ah, I don't want to... <laughs> because it's on your terms, I don't want to listen to you because you're like... You're so abrupt on the phone. Right, listen. Yeah, six o'clock. Um, don't be a dick. Bye. And I'm like, that's... I didn't get a chance to butt in. I didn't get a chance to go, listen, shut up. I'll be oh, there. At, I'll I be there at one minute past. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be late. Traffic's a nightmare. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah, I get, I get the, the voice message. Actually, I do it a lot more and come, I've kind of picked it up now. It's like a thing. Could be I do videos though. So they can see my face. That's, that's how I started. I started doing videos. Yeah, I, I still videos. do videos. Me and the, me and the missus got, started doing, videoing each other because mm. I wasn't seeing it very often and like just video each other. And then, um, but that is definitely uncomfortable for people. I think it's funny. I was in the car doing them, you know, sending a video, oh, that, listening to my yeah, favourite yeah, yeah. tunes. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. It's good, but it depends who you, me- you know, who you're messaging. Yeah, <laughs> depends what you're messaging. Uh, depends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, depends what you're messaging. Yeah, yeah. yeah fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was voice messages explained, even though you didn't need it. No. Um, hmm. The other thing is the voice messages you can do from the car. Yeah, I still do videos in the car. I love it. Videos all the way when you're in the passenger seat. No, I've got like. Voice activated. <laughs> <laughs> Told you I'm a bad person. That includes videoing and texting while driving. I'm a very bad person. You're um you're based up north now. Can uh, you Preston, say you're based? Uh, Preston, yeah, I can yeah. yeah it's Liverpool way. Uh, Preston's more. It's Lancashire, so yeah, it's north of Liverpool. Oh no, it's by down south east, southwest of Blackpool. Just right? yeah, about half an hour. 
What's it like? I've never been there. Uh, Preston, I actually love. I love the area. I love the people. Um, it's actually a really nice place. I mean, there's a lot of... You would say it's it's a cheaper place to live when it comes to like housing and all that kind of thing, but there's been a lot of money put into it. Mm. So, like, the camp itself was pretty old. Accommodation's good. Decent blokes, a unit. I must admit, there's a lot of decent blokes. Um, but the town itself is... You know, it's a lot of fun. I like it. How far is that from Crew? I don't know. That's where Jim Bro is. That's where his HQ is. Is he? Yeah, it's HQ. The company HQ's at, at Crew. That's what I'm going to go tomorrow. Are you going up to see him, mate? We're going to meet him. With him. Give yeah. him a big man hug. Oh, yeah. Him, yeah. yeah. This, um, but that's, Crew is 70 miles north from you. 70 miles. Well, you're 130 down. So, yeah. Somewhere in the middle. Ah, oh, right, so it's not far from you then. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's where his HQ is, yeah. yeah. It would probably take me about just over an hour to get there then, usually, mm. if it wasn't for the ridiculous traffic coming mm. down. Mm. But yeah. That's the way it goes, mate. That is the way it goes. Um, how often do you see your kids in a minute? Um, well, struggling now uh, recently. Uh, so, like, when I got leave, I had uh, the, we had the kids. We went, I don't holiday as such. I like to go to UK holidays, caravan and camping, that kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, I had them for, um, on my last leave. Uh, I've not had leave since, so it's a, it's a weekend affair. Do you proper camp? Do you proper, proper camp? Yeah, no, not like tents and gas cookers, yeah. Gas cookers. Yes. Mate, you can tell you're in the fucking medics. Mate. Uh, really? No. When I say proper camping, I mean in the Ulu, not a campsite, right? In the Ulu, <clears throat> Poncho. My kids mm. love it, mate. They love it. Oh, did you done it recently or not long ago? You poncho. Can't in the Ulu, Poncho, uh, fire, cooking on the fire, air rifle. <laughs> now, I took them to, um, I took them to see Cheesy in North Wales, right? Mm-hmm. Their mum would have had a fit. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the last day, he goes, well, I, I, I messed you and I said, uh, mate, um, I'm going to come up to you for five days. Yeah, come up. He said, come up. Because uh, he said, you bring the girls up? I said, yeah. He said, uh, yeah, cool. Because I was thinking about ordering some throwing knives anyway, so I'll, I'll order them. <laughs> so what? <laughs> that was a defining fact there in, in you ordering your throwing knives that I'm bringing my daughters up. So on a, <laughs> I need on, some targets. I need living targets. I'll get some knives. <laughs> so on the last day, mate, and he did archery as well. Like he's, he, we do an arch in the garden, brilliant, and then throwing knives and throwing axe in the wood. You can't beat it outdoors. Is it? Oh, I saw the fox from you up there. Yeah, yeah you yeah, look yeah, like you had a blast, yeah, mate. Yeah, it, was yeah, good, it, good. Good, it was a good crack, mate. But the camping, yeah, I love the camping. Love the no, camping, I, the answer is I rev camp then. I, uh, I'm gas cooker. I'm kind of like mattress kind of guy. Yeah, my kids are soft. I've only just introduced them to roll mats. What did they have before? Nothing. <laughs> it was in cold nights, mate. I love cold you, Daddy. Nights on the floor. Please, I love you so much. No, I'm not in there. Get off the mat. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've done a hammock from mate. a hotel. I got just... a, a Hennessy hammock, a string up over there, and I've got a roll mat. I bet your voice note was out. Just, just grow up. <laughs> no, there's no phone signal. We go. No comms, mate. No comms. Me, it sounds, sounds like a prison sentence. It's hideous. <laughs> You said, nah, nah, you said the girls were buzzing for it, actually. Nah, they enjoy it. They yeah. do enjoy it, mate. They do enjoy it. I, and it gets them away from flipping internet as well, you know? No, I so, get that. Um, it is. Yeah, it's good crack, mate. Because all my kids are glued to screens of some kind at the minute. All of them. Well, that's that's a generation. Yeah. That's the same earlier, but the phone. It's like uh, my youngest, there is a notable difference in her interaction with me, and I'm talking about mood, mm-hmm. if she has recently been on or is on her phone, to if she's not been on it for a few hours completely different mate and i'm talking 
pleasant conversation no, or yeah. abrupt in no time. Do you know, they do say it takes one hour to completely decompress from your screen. Mm. Once you're on it, like that's why sleep is interrupted. That's why people's moods have changed. Two hour, two to three hours before sleep and after, you shouldn't be going anywhere near Definitely, them because yeah. of the sleep, the sleep pattern. And uh, here's another thing with it, right? And this is from personal experience with a, a family relative. And this experience was before mobile phones, mm-hmm. right? Before smartphones, sorry. He was, um, he was a, you know, World of Warcraft. Yes. Right. He's younger than me. And I'd say he was probably, I don't know, like late teens when this was going on. Mm. And he, he was a World of Warcraft geek. And I mean, immersed in it. I didn't realize that was what the game was until after the issues. Um, he, he would always be in his bedroom when I went, went around to the house. He was always in his bedroom, never come out of the bedroom. And, and if I went to go and say hello, we weren't mates. I was more mates with his sister. And when, his sister, the other family, they're fucking cousins, right? I'm trying to hide it, but it's not. Like, I was more friendly with his sister, but my, my other cousin, right? Uh-huh. And um, I go upstairs and he go, and he'd be showing me the game, which I now know it was World of Warcraft. Um, long story short, he ended up going off the fucking rails, mate. As in, uh, counselling, psychotherapy, had to bin the game. Now, are you aware of how hideous World of Warcraft is? No, no I've never. Watch some documentaries on it, right? But it's one example. I'll, I'll explain more in a minute. But he couldn't interact, okay? When you, um, it got to the point with him, he would never leave the bedroom, but it got to the point with him that if he asked you a question, if you didn't respond instantaneously, he would fly off the fucking handle. Because he was so used to being on a computer and everything is instantaneous. You press the mouse button, shit happens. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You, you flip and press the keyboard, it happens straight away. Yeah. Because that was his world, when he was engaging in conversation, and this is one of the symptoms, I can't remember what the, um, I can't remember what the diagnosis was, this is one of the things with it though, if you didn't respond immediately, you know, what time is it? You're to look at your watch. It wasn't immediate, he would fly off the fucking handle, mate. Yeah. That's he, intense. <laughs> but he was pretty good. His team was second in Europe. <laughs> They don't call them teams, they call them clans. We're back to these peaks and troughs, yeah. yeah <laughs> peaks and troughs, yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, World of Warcraft. Well, look up on YouTube, the documentaries in World of Warcraft, right? It's, I got another mate, Stu Hale has been on the podcast. He went down a rabbit hole. He went down, he, he like nearly ended one of his relationships because he was just, he couldn't stop it. The way World of Warcraft works, it's, it's an online game, right? And the map is always expanding. It's just like, there's always add-ons and that. It started off as like, I don't know, in computer speak, a few kilometers across and just, you can just go fucking spend months trying to go to the end from one end to the other. Yeah. You can either do it on your own, you know, as a player on your own, or you join a clan in like a group of people and they're all real people and you have your headsets and you'll talk to each other. Yeah. Right. So you have your, your, your character, um, you get power and money and all that from the more experience you get. And the more experience you get, the more you play it. Okay. So yeah. when you, if you play it for 24 hours a day, well, you've got 24 hours worth of experience and all the rest of it. Da, 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 da. But when you're not playing it, your experience goes down. So the longer you're on. Yes. Ah, right. Okay. So that's there the There have been kids in America die from malnutrition, mate. Malnutrition. An not American with malnutrition? Not, not sure. eating properly. Neck, not getting enough vitamin D, vitamin D from sunlight. Yes. All that eating shit, coke and all that, and they've just, they fucking died. They fucking died, mate, from playing the game. Honest to God. Honest to God, mate. Thank God my kids there's, don't touch there's, it. There's, it's lethal. There's factories in uh, China, which are warehouses, mate, of people sitting there playing World of Warcraft. These people are paid by other people, businessmen that, who are addicted to the game, to stay have online. a 9 to 5 job. They're paying someone in China to play the flipping game for them while they're at work. 
to keep their experience. Yes. That is ridiculous. Yes. Stu, when he went, I need to pull the pin on this and pull the pin on the game, because he, he's profile, he's a mega profile, he sold it. You can sell it. He sold his character on eBay for about 800 quid. That is it, nuts. It's mental, mate. It's mental. People queue, when there's an update coming out, people queue for days for it. I, I got all excited. I got my hundredth follower on Instagram, and these people are worried it's, about that it's, kind of stuff. It's bonkers. Look, is, go on YouTube and look at World of Warcraft. That is creepy. Uh, I don't we, get it though. Are we an hour and a, we're an hour and a half in. We are like an hour and twenty minutes in. Oh, are we? Yeah, we are. Time flies. Time we're gonna have to. Um... No, we're not going on the head just yet. I tell you what, right? You like good to go, and I've got a baseball cut there. Yeah, I've worn it three times. Only because I wear it on the show. I like. I forgot to put it on today. Would you like it, Jen? Yeah, you can have it. That's I like it, I like it, but you like it, and I, I like to be able to give, I normally give them gifts, but, I'll be but you didn't that. bring one, right? You know that. They give it, they give it to me. The guy who owns Does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, yeah, I am loving good to go at the minute, yeah. Life can't, mate. You know mate, it's, I like it, I do like it, yeah, I do yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have that, have that cap, I'll give you after this. Um, right, who do you want to uh, mention? Anything you want to mention? Anything you want to plug? Uh, well, pl- I see plug, I see, I, I don't have any direct affiliations, but I mean, what we're talking about, you know, I am serious about, the, you know, that that veteran network and people that are trying to do well for themselves and for other people. So we've already mentioned Good To Go. We've also mentioned Senators Guild, who I think are, are, are amazing. Like you say, they've got lots of kit in there. But there's other people that I, I, I look at and find inspiration. And I mentioned all three of you. One was this podcast and the things you're doing, uh, H Hour. Do you know about the Declassified podcast? I do. I found out because of this yes, podcast. So I'm, on, I'm all, all over that in yeah. a minute. Um, another guy's 22 Smoking Aces. Now, it's not so much about... I'm not going to be like him fitness wise, but I like, I like just watching him and he's intense. You know what I mean? It's all about be savage, not average. And that's how I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to get a little bit more in, you know. I don't like, I, I'm not one for reading like the inspirational uh, comments. Oh yeah, it's going to flash it today. But you know what? With him, with 22 small faces. No, no, I don't read it, but I can watch him all day oh. because, not because I'm like homosexual, nothing wrong with that, but because He's just smashing it, mate. Yeah. The determination on his face. He is smashing it. And he's, and I'll tell you something else. He has not got, his, like, his physical makeup, his skeletal structure does not lend itself to being the fittest bloke in the world. Because he he's, should be he's out of breath. Tall, he's not the tallest, right? He's a, he's got broad he's shoulders. Unit, yeah. He's a unit. And he smashes he it. He should be out of breath. Yeah. What he shouldn't be doing is running around the bondu with something on his back <laughs> and then doing squats, then flipping tractors for fun. <laughs> this guy is an absolute yeah, beast. Yeah. But watching him, I, I don't know what it is about it, but it makes me feel like, do you know what? Don't be a fucking pussy yeah. go to the gym if you mm. want to better yourself better yourself if you want to learn something so you know I'm reading more I'm going to the gym more and I know he might not think that that's going to be the upshot of it but it is for me and yeah. it doesn't matter though because of all these things right you, 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 I, I mentioned it before and you're sort of saying it now right oh you're you're giving an example of getting something from that right mm. in that like with this podcast like with um declassified mm. like with Russ and his coffee company with 22 smoking aces oh, right yeah those businesses they the what they provide in terms of inspiration and help it's so diverse it's so diverse it's it you can't even explain it like you you're watching the vi- 22 smoking aces video and going that makes actually gives you a bit of a motivation yeah. in fitness right yeah um th- this when i had gavin Tuak on th- there's a guy who messaged me and said after that show and said mate just listen to that podcast with gavin um how do i get in touch with them because i want to i want to become part of care of the combat and help them out and then gavin messaged me and said Fuck, another blow it's fucking mega you got um you got uh, russ mcdonough his coffee company yeah he's making coffee and selling it but he's the, he, it's an example to his fellow bootnecks yeah and everyone else that 
holy fuck he's going i can to- just set this up and go and do it and i tell you what he's starting a podcast ah oh, shit i said it now i think it was a secret <laughs> he said well i said it now he's starting a podcast and he is this he's one of those guys he just him talking is just inspirational the stuff he talks is so motivational the stuff he talks about knowledge he's got you go you could be a life coach for anyone do you know he's got a very very calming but yeah. focused way of talking because yeah. he used to yeah. do fitness videos didn't he i don't know if you'll remember he? he used to be i think he still got it oh i don't know if i'm gonna embarrass him mentioning it there <laughs> do it yeah the, Tell me. the vegan fitness dude oh, um god but, is he vegan i've Oh, unfollow it. I'm joking. Don't no, I'll get my phone. I'm sick of this. Um, you know, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I used to do fitness videos and, you know, he's, he's a very fit. Well, he was a royal. They're all fit. Do you know what I mean? But he's, you know, very slender, yeah. very tall. Um, and the way he used to train, I was just like, oh, Jesus, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. And mm. obviously a guy we know, George Glass used to train with him. They were quite good friends. That's how I got to know him. But yeah, I used to watch secretly. That's how I started with this whole social media thing. I'd watch videos and go, well, I like that. That's pretty cool. I'll give that a bash. And that's what it is for me. I don't understand this whole connection to adding people on social media or following people. I don't even like, when I'm in a relationship, I'm not going to tell people on social media, this is my wife, Isis, go get her. Do you know what I mean? I'm not posting stupid. It doesn't make a difference to me. I start to follow people. That's where it's, I look at people's stuff. And then I went through a phase of not looking through people's stuff because it made me feel bad. And that's when I was going through that. I'm, I'm avoiding that because mm. it makes me feel like shit because he's achieving, he's achieving, he's doing well and I'm not. And then this whole profile that you're talking about, you know, like the pictures I take or the way I look, it's more to do with me going, do you know what? They're sharing, I'm sharing. Then these people that I admire, like a most hated operator, or all these people are liking my post, commenting on my post because I've tagged them in a post. And it's this, you know, forever ending, you know, it's a forever given circle of support that you, you kind of go through. And I think that's mm. what I'm getting out of all of it at the minute. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I like your Instagram. I like it. I know. What's your Instagram handle? Medkaiser, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Medkaiser. why it's called Medkaiser? No, go on. Go on. Med. Yeah. Got you there. I'm medic. But uh, I have a dog. Right. I have a dog called Kaiser. Right. Who is my fifth child and probably the one I'd pay the most child support to if I had the opportunity. If they said split it down, <laughs> like, and for, like, it's not going to be straight one fifths, is yeah. it? <laughs> it's going to be, right, put a third to them because I need to feed them legally. Yeah. And then it's my baby boy. Yeah. Now, he lives with the mummy who is my ex. Um, but he does <clears> love me, but he's, he's a mummy's boy. That's why I've not got him. Otherwise, I'd steal him. But yeah, that's why it's called Meg Kaiser because I miss him. I thought it's because you think your dog's bollocks is a medic. Well, that as well. No one believes that, especially no. me. No. Not right now. I'm a baby medic. I've not. I'm getting there though. I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyone else? Anyone? Anything else? No. no, no. That's good. I think if they're not doing their promotions, that's their own drama. Not mentioning anyone else. I'm trying to think. You're talking about, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's been glimmer, mate. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Cheers, bud. Wrap that one up. See you later, YouTube. See you later, uh, podcast people listening. Bye. Uh, that's it for today don't forget our sponsor westway nissan westway nissan.co.uk the uk's largest nissan dealership they even have some exclusive models that you can't get at any other dealerships plus if you're an ex uh, service person or still serving you can get up to 20 percent discount off with them and also they do private hire and commercial hire commercial hire business hire contracts i should say not commercial hire. yeah private business contracts you can get 
higher contrast with them. So it's awesome. I think for for the business higher contrast, you can get them as cheap as a uh, one hundred and forty quid a month, which is nothing. Um, West Wind Nissan UK, West Wind Nissan on social media. Check them out. Also sponsors today are four two nine Group. Four two nine Group. They are veteran owned, veteran operated. They try and employ veterans as much as they can in the service they provide, which are health and safety services, medical services. Security services and first aid supplies. They can do it in the UK and abroad. They do do it in the UK and abroad and are very, very good at it. Check them out at 429.group. Uh, also, don't forget what I mentioned at the start of the podcast. Your regimental or unit associations, you should register with them um, because what they can provide you if you end up in the shit is a lot. What they can't provide you with if you're not registered with them is everything. All right. Uh, I did mention examples at the start. Just, I mean, it's like a one-off fee to join your regimental association. I know it is with the Power Edge Association. £7.50, I think it is, for life. Dead simple. If you end up in the CAC, I know you're probably sitting there thinking, I'll never, know in the, never end up in the CAC. I'll always be all right. Well, shit happens. Don't be the one to get caught out and not get help because they can square you away. Uh, ooh. Oh, Lever's Link. Uh, service networking events. Service Lever networking events is next Tuesday, 25th of September, 6.30pm. That is up in Norwich. Free event to attend. Service Leavers attend. Um, business owners attend. And um, you get key speakers and just gives you good practice networking. Sometimes you get job offers. You will get connected with people who know of jobs going. You will get connected with people who can give you advice on how to transition into Civic Street. Or if you've been out a while, not sure what you're going to do, get there and just look for a different career option. There's loads of information and it's good to network. Anyway, networking is key to succeeding in any industry. I rhymed that so it sounds better. Until the next time, out. <laughs>